Hello Double Shifters, this is Catherine, and this is the July 12th, 2023 newsletter. You deserve to feel fine about your pelvic floor. So today I'm highlighting my summer series where I share some of my personal favorite newsletters that I think Double Shifters will love. If you are new to the Double Shift and want to dive into my work, check out some recent posts like Emerging from Camel Mode of Parenting Self-Sacrifice and What Abortion Bans and Child Care Shortages Have in Common. So today I want to share a post from Claire Zolke, who writes the oh-so-funny and oh-so-real newsletter, Evil Witches. Its tagline is, for people who happen to be mothers, and it takes that centering of mother's human identity first with equal parts thoughtful and irreverent content. Claire blends a lot of personal essays and reader comments for very fresh perspectives on parenting, and the witches community is awesome and engaged. Like the double shift, it is full of cool moms who aren't out here trying to pretend to do it all. This evil witches post about pelvic floor issues, slightly condensed and shared with permission, is a blend of reader comments and a short interview with a pelvic floor physical therapist. I've never written extensively about pelvic floor issues, and I think it's extremely important to talk about and normalize. In case you aren't sure what I'm talking about, the pelvic floor is a big old sack of muscle that impacts all of the other muscles and organs in the pelvis, like the uterus, the bladder, the vagina, the rectum, and can have an impact on your hips, abs, and back as well. So it's important for people to know what pelvic floor problems are, how common they occur for people who've given birth, and how they are very treatable. I didn't have any pelvic floor issues after the scheduled C-section birth of my first baby, and I erroneously thought that pelvic floor problems were only the result of vaginal birth. Boy, was I wrong. After the planned C-section birth of my twins, who weighed over six pounds each, my back and pelvic floor were so completely screwed up, I could barely walk around the block without a back brace on, even though I had never pushed. I got in with an incredibly experienced pelvic floor PT, which helped so much. Another important takeaway of this post is that it is never too late to get treatment. Even if your babies are no longer babies, you deserve to not have pain and incontinence. Without further ado, enjoy some evil witches and sign up for that newsletter. Oh, and P.S. I uh, included in the emailed newsletter a picture of me the night before my C-section with 13 pounds of baby in my belly. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here we go. You deserve to feel fine about your pelvic floor by Claire Zolke. In my work as a freelance writer, I've recently finished a project related to women's health that reaffirmed that society, the medical establishment's approach to women's sexual health can be summed up with, she includes a few gifts of eye rolls and, you know, things on fire. You get the idea. So this email I got from a reader was preemptively like, do not wait to take care of yourself. You deserve to feel unbroken, at least in your pelvis, after having kids, which spoke to me. Here's what she wrote. Stress incontinence is not an inevitable, stuck-with-it-for-life side effect of childbirth. 
it is never too late to to do something about it. My midwives, I'm in the UK, were adamant about this with both of my kids. I have no issues at all four months after my second. A runner friend who, two kids in, had incontinence and prolapse, and she is running again with no worries. This after her physician said she'd always be leaky. I'm not peddling any particular program or person, although I used Julie Baird's on-demand program called Mommy Body Bliss for those wondering. Bonus which points for the fact that a broomstick is usually on the equipment list. But I think it's important that people know they can hope for better. Rant over. My kind of rant. I asked some other witches what seeing a pelvic floor specialist did for them. I hope it encourages you to do the same or that you encourage someone else who has been putting up with pain or discomfort or embarrassment that they don't need to whether or not they've given birth. Which number one says, I don't pee that often when I sneeze and I give all the credit to my amazing magician PT. We've been working together before I got pregnant on some hip and back issues and have a great relationship. She was the first PT I had in a string of many who acknowledged my body as being unique in proportion and having its own history, like all bodies. I was nervous about pregnancy due to some hypermobility and the existing hip stuff. She insisted on seeing me throughout my pregnancy and a few times after. I 100% credit her for how strong I was able to stay while pregnant and for my abs not shredding apart. Labor pushing and recovery went so smoothly and I owe her a lot for that. She also helped me think about how to safely take care of a baby after labor and not have much access to my core muscles for a while. I have a great memory of visiting her with my two-month-old. He lost his shit and needed to be breastfed right at the beginning of the appointment. She was like, cool, feed him, and she showed me how to do it so I would not mess up my back. So if any witches have PT they love and are planning a pregnancy, involve them. It was a game changer for me. I should definitely add that I have an excellent benefits package and workplace that allows me to make health a priority. This should be standard, but you know, America. Okay, here's which number two. I am currently in pelvic floor PT for fecal incontinence. Very gross, but the PT is very worth it. After It was after the birth of my second, I was lucky because a friend who was pregnant before me had a pelvic floor PT and really highly recommended it, and also made clear that, whoops, a little pee came out, might be treated as a normal postpartum, but it absolutely does not have to be. Everyone should be able to hold their pee, and even more obviously, their poop. For me, it immediately got better, about 30% better, and then with subsequent appointments, it was getting better and better each time to where I was like 85% better after only five weeks. The hardest part is remembering to do my assigned exercise, but when I'm consistent, the improvement is huge. I was most worried about asking for the referral because it was embarrassing for one and because I was worried the doctor would dismiss my symptoms as a normal part of postpartum healing. Luckily, they did not. I was talking to my PT about how essential her work is and how I wish it was just standard part of care. And she says she has colleagues who work at women's health clinics and just see people regularly as part of their workflow there. I wish I was at an OB like that. Which number three? I am a pelvic floor PT evangelist to mom friends. After my first 
spent 4.5 hours in the birth canal, and I had a fourth degree tear from forcep use. I had to go to PT if I wanted any chance at all to help control gas, a potential delivery impact that no one talks about, also part of the pelvic floor. There I learned that not only is pelvic floor PT about tightening certain muscles, it can also be about loosening them. In my case, I spent about 15 minutes a session with a therapist's hand in my vaginal canal, reducing tightness and asymmetry impacting my muscles. Really got over any modesty quickly. With my second, I hit up my pelvic floor PT for diastis, and I'm currently in the second trimester for my third and last pregnancy and back to PT proactively. Which number four? I did pelvic PT and it helped, but it has been more than six years and I needed to go back because it's getting worse again. There's a great pelvic PT content maker on TikTok that I follow who did a rounding up of other PT TikTokers. So if you're on TikTok, you can check out pelvic floor TikTokers. Which number five? I sought pelvic floor therapy because after I gave birth, it wasn't just a matter of I'm leaking a little when I cough or sneeze. I was full on wetting my pants out of the blue all the time. I was either wearing adult diapers or putting those doggy pads on my bed. It was a combo of the pelvic floor muscle issues and some nerve damage down there. I didn't even have the sensation that I had to go. I also had diastasis recti and I had significant tearing too. I was a total mess. I was wholly unprepared for what the recovery from childbirth would be, how much it sets everything out of balance. People don't talk about it. The goal is to get the baby out, and I don't think there's much attention paid to the physical part of the fourth trimester period and beyond. We talk about postpartum depression, as we should, but I think it's so embarrassing to be like, I am full on wetting my pants, just sitting watching TV, and I totally wet my pants and didn't even know that I had to use the bathroom because there's so much nerve damage. I got a referral at my six week checkup. I had to press for the therapy. I was telling my OB all the issues I was having and she was kind of like, welcome to motherhood. And I said, I'm very afraid right now that I'm going to be in diapers for the rest of my life. She took another look and said, yeah, at best you'll get back to 70% of your vaginal tone that you had before. Don't hesitate to go to PT. It is not too late. The two PTs I worked with were very kind, very reassuring, and very much validated the physical trauma of childbirth in a way that my OB certainly didn't and no one else in my life had for me. It was treated like a fairly run-of-the-mill birth from a medical perspective, but still traumatized me, and having someone validate that trauma was important to me. Okay, so this is back to Claire. Finally, after hearing from various witches about their regret they didn't get PT sooner, their concern that it's too late, their expectations that some peeing and leaving your kid at home for doctor's visits is both the norm, I ran a few questions by Dr. Shafali Christopher, an associate professor and director of sports PT residency at Elan University in North Carolina, who specializes in helping postpartum athletes return to their sports safely. Claire. The takeaway I'm getting right now is that women accept a certain amount of incontinence in their lives and or assume that pelvic PT is not for them. Dr. Christopher, I see it a lot. I don't think medical providers ask the question enough. It's so underdiagnosed. So many of us think it's normal to leak a little after jumping or running after childbirth, but it's not. What PT therapists are trying to push is making it a normal question at checkups. 
How much alcohol do you drink? Do you leak? That should be part of the same intake. The second thing that's a pet peeve of mine is there's a lot of information out there that you should do your kegels. But just like any other muscle, if you work it too much, it can be a problem of not relaxing it enough. If you're holding in a lot of stress and tension in your pelvic floor, you could be leaking because the muscle is fatigued, and in that case, a kegel is not necessary. Deep breathing is what is needed. Claire. Something I hear a lot from friends is that they think that they have separated abs, diastasis recti, and they don't know if there's something they should do about it or not. It's kind of wild that this is so common, yet poorly understood. Dr. Christopher, are you having back pain, incontinence? Is there a reason why you're worried to begin with? A few years ago, there was a lot of fear around diastasis recti and fear of movement. It's basically as you go through pregnancy, the rectus abdominis, your six-pack muscles, tend to widen and the fascia in between widens. That's not a problem unless there's back pain or a hernia or excessive incontinence and leaking where the muscle is supposed to support you and it's not doing its job. It's just part and parcel of pregnancy and recovery from it, and some people have it and some people don't. For the people getting surgery, it's more aesthetic than actually functional. If someone is concerned, it's easy to go to, to get pelvic help PT or to a regular PT who has an orthopedic knowledge of pregnancy and postpartum, and they can try some different things to help with the back pain or whatever they're having. Claire, how often do you see people who gave birth a long time ago and figure that they've missed the chance for pelvic floor rehab? Dr. Christopher, you are never too old. You are never too far gone. You may look up and say, oh crap, I probably should have done something about this because I've been leaking for 10 years. You can go and get the help you need. There is no limit. Claire, what's your policy towards patients bringing their kids to therapy? Dr. Christopher, I personally love it. As a mom, I pick up your child that's crying and give her a pacifier or a bottle and continue what I'm doing. We're used to be being able to multitask. I would love, in a dream world, for your OB to just refer you for a PT evaluation, and it's up to you to decide how often you can come, for how long, if transport and childcare is a barrier, then maybe you set up virtual appointments. That first appointment is so impo- is important to tell the mom your health is important. We're asking new moms about mental health, barely, asking about pain, and then sending them off and saying, come back next year. The PT might connect three or four times postpartum, and sometimes they catch things like, are you still bleeding? You shouldn't be. There are so many things that can get better handled if there is a person checking in on the mom. The American Physical Therapy Association has an academy for pelvic health. They're lobbying on Capitol Hill that it becomes routine care. Claire, what do you say for people who are worried about having an internal pelvic floor therapy? Dr. Christopher, only pelvic health providers have taken internal courses and you may not need an internal evaluation. It's more personalized than the OBGYN where they just lay you down and they only need to use the index finger. The internal exam is looking at the strength of the contraction and and endurance. If there are any trigger points, pain with sex, incontinence, pain with putting in a tampon, that is not normal and you should be talking to somebody about that. PT providers are trained to deal with patients who have had trauma. They'd be okay with saying, we don't have to do internal work, let's try these other external things. All right. So that was the newsletter from Evil Witches, 
And for this week's members only thread, we are gonna have a pelvic floor free for all. So get excited and keep an eye on your inbox for that on Thursday. And thank you as always for being members of the Double Shift. I can't do this without you. So big thanks to Claire for letting me share this work. You can check out and subscribe to Evil Witches. And just wanna let you know there's no newsletter or member thread next week. Stay cool. All right, but I do wanna let you know about our July members only hangout with Katherine Jeezer Morton on camel mode and more. So I'm super excited to share that Katherine Jeezer Morton, writer of the brooding column for the cut, will be joining our July double shift member hangout. This is on July 25th at 12 p.m. Eastern. She is one of my favorite cultural commentators on family life and she has a literal PhD in internet mom influencers studying what their rise says about the performance and commodification of motherhood. She's joining us for a lively Q&A where we'll be discussing her column about the camel mode of parenting self-sacrifice, which I wrote about a couple weeks ago, and so much more. Also, I want to let you know as an exciting new membership offering, I will be recording the conversation and releasing it in the members-only podcast feed if you miss the live conversation. So members will get a Zoom link and a calendar invite directly to their inbox for the event. And you will also get access in this very podcast feed to a recording of the hour-long hangout. Thanks as always for being members of The Double Shift. I can't do this without you.